Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Have you ever been so afraid in the middle of the night? Anything you thought was going to happen could and probably did. All right, I'm not going to try to spook you out because Halloween is on the way and we're headed to the Bermuda Triangle. What a great place to spend Halloween. A midnight excursion from the main ship in a glass-bottom boat to look down into the depths where everyone else has perished. How fun is that? Oh, how fun is that? I know, I know. Yeah, we really are doing it. This is the fourth stop on our 50th year anniversary, and this time we're headed to Bermuda. I'm really excited because this is one of the only places that we could think of in the Caribbean where we have not been. So Bermuda sounded luscious and in October, wow, that even sounds better. And some R&R after all the driving and hurricanes and the storms and everything that's been going on and the tests medically and, well, you know, the storms of life that everybody has. But as we sometimes have felt terror by night as little children, when we think there's a boogeyman hiding under the bed, but that's different than the terror by night as an adult, when we really are afraid of what's going to happen next. And if God can indeed take care of our finances and our family and our health and our loved ones and our future and even the fear of death. We can be traumatized by that. I remember one of my favorite stories, even as a new little baby in the Lord, was when Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead of him to the other side. So he said he was going to stay back and dismiss the crowd. I think he really wanted the disciples to go on in the boat because he knew there was going to be a storm. They were going to be alone. And maybe he wasn't just testing their faith, but he was training them in faith. And isn't that what God does with us through all of the storms of life? Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out walking on the lake. Now, this is like 5 a.m. when you start to see things anyway, because the dark and the light are kind of mixed up. And one of the disciples probably saw him first and said, is that a ghost out there? And the other one said, yes, I think it is. And they cried out, it's a ghost. And immediately Jesus said, take courage. It's I, don't be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if that's really you, then you tell me to come to you on that water. I think he just wanted to get close to God and he didn't care as long as he could make him walk on the water. And Jesus said, very well then, Peter, come. 
And Peter got down out of the boat and he started walking on that water and he was heading toward Jesus. But what do you think it was that kept him from keeping on? Oh, it wasn't the water. He had already seen that. It wasn't the storm. It wasn't even the very fact that he took his eyes off of Jesus, although he did. He looked at the wind. Now, how do you look at the wind? You can hear it. You can hear the do 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 in your own mind. But how do you be? How do you just? You can't get so afraid because you look at the wind. We love to sit out and look at the wind over the lake. Yeah, we're nice and safe. But I'm not the one that asked God to let me walk on water. I've never asked God willingly to send me into a storm. I'm usually asking him to save me from the storm. But immediately, Jesus reached out his hand when Peter said, Lord, save me, and he grabbed him up. And you know what he said? Oh, ye of little faith. Why did you doubt? That's what Jesus said. Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Do you know how many times in my life God has said that to me? The time maybe that I was in the hurricane just recently, or the one in 2016, or the worst one we were in was Camille back when we were still in college. I was really afraid then because I didn't have a close relationship with the Lord. He wouldn't have asked and said, ye of little faith, because I was just scared. I wasn't even seeking him. Think how terrifying that is, and that's why it was. Since then, I was in a major earthquake in Northridge in California when the building I was in started collapsing and we all had to run out without even getting our bags or anything and just huddled out into the parking lot and we sang, I feel the earth move under my feet. We were in a training session as speakers for an educational company and we didn't have any place to go. The head of the whole shebang, thank goodness, invited us to his multi-million dollar house and put us up out there for the duration. We didn't even have cell phones then. I couldn't call my family, couldn't call Bud, couldn't call the rest of the family. So when you're in the middle of a hurricane or a storm or something tangible and visible, as horrible as it may be, even an automobile accident, even a time when, you know, you're in the middle of washing through the water and the beaches out here and you're being kind of swept under by the undertow. But what about when it's just a storm of life, when your checkbook doesn't look like it's going to cover the balance, when one of your children says, we need to talk, When your spouse says, I never wanted us to reach this point, however, what about when you just don't even have a reason to live? One of my friends recently had a son who committed suicide. And when I was calling to encourage them, I reminded them that I had been at that point of desperation and we had just done a big depression and mental awareness seminar this past month right here through the radio station. And we don't know when the next event of our life is going to hit. 
We didn't know when we took off to celebrate our 50th anniversary that there was a hurricane on the way right at our own home, and we're a thousand miles away, and we couldn't even get back because the airline had canceled our flight. What do you do in times like this? You make other arrangements. You muddle through it. But when it's out of your hands, when you can't see anything but the whipping of the wind or the fear of death or the medical report the doctor has given you or that loveless relationship you feel like you're stuck in, there's so many things that you could fill in the blank right here, my friend. But I still have the same solution, the same one that was good 2,000 years ago, because when Jesus appeared in the storm of their life, and he wasn't a ghost, but he was real, here's what they ended up saying. Truly, you are the Son of God. They said, even the storms and the waves obey him. And all of the voices of the disciples must have been crying out during that time and yet following the words of Jesus. That's when Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. What? Who would say that when you're wanting him to get in the boat and rescue you? At first glance, it's easy to interpret it saying, if, implying uncertainty, but I think the better rendering of that is since. So Peter's actions, because he started walking, might have been, since it's you, Lord, then tell me to just come walking to you. You see, if he really didn't take his eyes off of Jesus, if he really hadn't looked up at that wind swirling, he might have just kept walking on water. My friend, when Christ Jesus is directing us, when he's got your back, when he is your savior, when you know you can trust him, even when you don't understand why, why the finances, why this situation, why this, why that, when he is with you, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And he will use that very incident for you to tell others of what faith God instilled in you that he called you to walk on water during that time in your life. God, I pray for the one listening that's going through a time of fear. Please, Lord, keep them from that fear. But better than that, keep them in the fear, assured that you are with them. Teach them through this process that you are the only one that they need, the one that sticks closer than a brother, the one who goes before them and behind them. That's right, you've got their back. And I know you've got mine, Lord. So as we're taking this side trip into the Bermuda Triangle, it's not to be spooky. It's not to do anything. It's not to prove our faith. It's just to see another one of the areas of your beautiful kingdom and world that's adding to our collection, that all around the world, you are still Lord, even in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.